It's your birthday. Sweet birthday, baby. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It is your birthday, period. Statement of fact. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Wow, that was that was uh, quite a piece of production there, Thomas. Very nicely done. Um, thank you. Welcome. Listen, enough of that silliness. Welcome to the welcome to the show. We are here for a couple of hours, and we've got a lot to get to. We want you to be involved. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. When you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He is the executive producer of the Big Broadcast. Be nice to him, then you get to me. That's the deal. Uh, that's also how you will answer our text question of the night, which is the Brewers dominated the Mets today in their home opener. What are your predictions for the team? Yes, big, big day. Tommy, did I did I tell you that it was my birthday today? You did not. How did you find out then? I, I got my spies. All right, I was. I try to keep. The, I try to keep that on the DL. Actually, you know? uh, LinkedIn was what notified me today. Of all the social media platforms, that's the one that gave away that it was your birthday oh, today. Those big mouths over at LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, thank you, thank you very much. That was very funny. Uh, it was. It was very nice. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not a guy who because I'm not seven anymore, and I'm also. Uh, you know, got a lot of issues. I'm not a guy who usually gets all worked up over his birthday. No, uh, I, I, so. I I got that vibe from you, and so that's why I didn't even want to ask you if it was your birthday. I just wanted to hope it was your birthday, and then that would be way funnier then, too. So I, I had to make no. sure. I even asked uh, Mike Spaulding. I was like, is it, your birth is it Brian Noonan's birthday today? And he didn't know. So yeah, I was like, knows. you know what? I'm going to cut it up, and it'll be funny if it's not. Oh, it was hilarious, and it would have been funnier had it not been. Um, but it was very, it was very nice, very thoughtful. Thank you, I do appreciate it. Uh, I just like if people find out, I don't get mad if people say happy birthday or something. It's not that. It's just I'm not. Uh, I don't make a big deal out of sure, it. Sure, another year, just another year. It's another year. It's another day when I look back and think about uh, could have beens and uh, you know whatever and. Um, my wife and daughter still don't understand this, uh, so you know. But I have gotten better with it. Like it was funny. My wife said uh, my daughter came over last night, and we were going to have dinner for my birthday. And my wife said, "Just so you know, we got you a present, and I don't care what happens. You pretend that you like it." And it was, it was lovely. It was they they arranged for uh, us to go down to. I went to Southern Illinois for college. They arranged for us to go down for homecoming in October for the big homecoming football game. And then my wife reached out to college friends who were scattered all over the country who we're in touch, like on text and stuff, but we don't see each other that often. And a bunch of them are coming for that weekend. Oh, that's awesome. So that is, yeah, that was really, really nice. And I didn't have to pretend. I was like, I, you know, I like that. It, it's wonderful. I was very, very grateful. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful when people do stuff. I'm not a jerk. I just don't go out of my way. You know, like I'm in first grade. Uh, teach, I'm teaching first grade, and the kids will tell you, my birthday's in two months. My birthday's in two months. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that's, that's fine because they're seven. 
I get it. There, you know, it's a big deal. And I don't understand the people who do like a birthday month. Oh yeah, it's it started my birthday month. When's your birthday? April twenty eighth. All right, why don't you relax? Because uh, you got some time. Plus, you're thirty five. Okay, you can buy your own cake. You can have cake every day. Maybe that. I don't maybe care. that's a good. That that's a good measure on to when you should stop caring about your birthday is when you can afford to buy your own cake. <laughs> that's that's a good point. That that you makes know, sense. Here's the thing. If I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese, I could go. Would I be arrested for being a pervert? Probably, but I, I could do that. I could buy a cake. You, Tommy, I'm guessing even at your tender age, you could probably, if you wanted to, buy your own cake. Yeah, I don't really make too big of a deal about the birthday either, so I, I agree. Yeah, that's a good measure of it. Yeah. My mom, you know, my mom didn't, doesn't understand it. She's like, um, can't we? We were over at her house taking her out to dinner, and she's like, well, can I take you out for dinner for your birthday? I said, we're going out to dinner right now. Well, yeah, but I, I'm like, no, it's okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's very nice. Well, I'm still going to get your card. I, Ma, that's up to you. Okay. I'm I'm happy with that. So thank you, Tommy. That was very, very nice. Um, big day. Oh, man. Big day for the Brewers. Ten to nothing for the home opener. That's big a day. way to start the season. Great We're day. getting some uh, text in. Uh, the Brewers are going to go all the way. Oh, that's from Joan. Tommy, do uh, were you buoyed by today's performance? I, I had a great time watching the game. I've watched all four games so far, and I I don't know. I I like I like what I see. That's all I'm going to say. I like what I see. Yeah, I know. You know, April games they don't in the whole scheme of the season they don't mean that much, but it's a good way to lay a foundation and a good way to take a look at guys like uh, Bryce Terang and other guys who are who are have come up cool. through the system. That was super cool today. Yeah, he was man. He was dominating. It was <laughs> that was that was so great. Um, you know, he capped he capped the big seven run fifth with a grand slam. In case you didn't see the game, they uh, they uh, had a very nice feature with his mother and father during the game too. If you were watching it on Valley Sports Wisconsin, uh, they interviewed his parents like the inning after, and she's an emotional wreck, and it, oh, it was pretty cool. On. Yeah, how could you not be? You've imagine like all right. You're how many parents have had to take their kids to youth sports? Millions. How many parents then get to watch their child go on and on and on through the ranks? Not you know a, a small percentage of all those parents who who went to youth sports games, and then you finally get here. Here's your home opener. You're a rookie, and every little kid. I don't care who you were. If you picked up a bat and a ball, um, you dreamt of hitting not just a home run to win the game. It was always a grand slam to win the game. Now, this was in the fifth inning, but it still kept a huge run. But amazing to amazing to be able to do that in your debut at home. And I, I can't imagine his parents not being a wreck. It was really cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. watching it, and uh, you know, almost got me a little teary-eyed too. What? It chipped away at your uh, gruff exterior. Hey, sport, sports get it. Deaths of animals in movies. Anything else? Yeah. Not nothing really. Sports has a way, and and I I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm the same way. Sometimes there's moments in sports that transcend everything else. And they do make you very, very emotional. 
It happens in, in obviously, it happens in re, when you're watching real sports. I uh, I remember, I'm a Sox fan, and when the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, standing in my living room crying because they had won, not like sobbing like a you know like a lunatic, but. There were some tears. Right, it plucks the heartstrings. Yes, it does. It's it makes you feel good. It makes you feel alive, and um, so yeah, that would man, that, that's very nice. I'm glad they I'm glad they were able to talk to them. So it was a great day. It's a, a great day for the Brewers for their home opener. Uh, everybody sounded great on Wisconsin's afternoon news from the giant mobile studio. I love I love those mobile studios. I like the talk aquarium at the state fair, but that's very cramped and very hot. The big, the big mobile studios. That's the way to roll. All right, we got to do some. We got to do some things, Tommy. We got to talk a little bit about uh, the crazy weather that went through over the weekend because more is expected tomorrow. Uh, the pre- the former president is back in New York, but he's not uh, going to see a play. So we got a lot to get to, and then, oh boy, it, we're going to stay a little sportsy today because there was. There was some controversy. Of course there was controversy after the NCAA Women's Championship game, which was a barn burner. So we'll get to all of that and so much more. It's WTMJ Nights. I want to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. I want to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, they're not like, oh, all my dreams are coming true. It's it's you and I here on WTMJ Nights talking about all sorts of things. Did you, how did you uh, manage on Friday? Did you get through the weather okay? Uh, Yeah, I was working indoors and just heard it, really. So nothing too crazy happening to me. I did actually tune in uh, for the first time. And I was listening. What was it? The guy that was terrified of storms and then became a meteorologist. That one was that was crazy when you were reading that off the text line. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And yeah, it was it was it was getting pretty dicey. My buddy, um, his mom and dad live in Rockford, and as we were talking about the tornadoes going through Delavan and and that area, we were also saying that the the line of storms went down into Illinois and down into Rockford. Uh, I saw him Saturday, and he was showing me pictures of his parents' house. A tree blew in the in- entire back, like kitchen. They have like a bay window in their kitchen, a little dining nook that was all smashed in. Another one came through the roof. Um, they were thankfully they were down in the basement. But the reason I bring this up is because there's some more severe weather expected tomorrow night according to the national weather service the elements needed for another uh, severe weather event are uh, lining up so we get that to look forward to and um, especially when there's baseball and basketball and all kinds of other stuff but you know if there's anything drastic that we are going to break in like we did the other night and make sure that people are uh, people are okay it was it was crazy Crazy. Yeah, it was the touchdown. So, what touchdown know. in Elkhorn, right? Yep, yep. They they said there were nine tornadoes that touched down in Wisconsin last wow. uh, during that storm. Uh, they were, and when I say this, it's not to describe. They were they were smaller ones, EF zero or EF one, which is the weakest for a tornado, but still more than a thunderstorm. So you're still getting a tornado, and there was some real damage. 
Um, there was a, in Belvedere, or yeah, I think it was Belvedere, Illinois, that theater roof yep. collapsed while there was a concert going on. That was crazy. Uh, there was there was damage everywhere. So tomorrow, just start start making your plans now and be ready for tomorrow because it's all supposed to start around four o'clock. And then it's going to peak between, they're saying probably between about 5 and 11. So just uh, just know that that's coming. And uh, even though we haven't gotten to really officially spring yet, you know, it's, uh, we're, getting the, we're getting the spring, spring weather. Because, I don't know, well, the April showers, we'll have a lot of flowers in May. No, we won't, because all, all our ground will be washed away by these severe storms. Uh, they're saying more like hail and high winds tomorrow. They don't know. We're in a slight risk, the Milwaukee area, uh, slight risk for severe weather tomorrow. So do you think tomorrow when the former president is arraigned that his mugshot should be public? That has been a hot topic today amongst his lawyers and people of the press who are saying, people, people in the press are saying, yes, the mugshot should be released. His one of his attorneys is saying, "No, come on, don't you don't want to put uh, his mugshot out tomorrow because it's not going to help anything. He's you know he's running for re-election. Putting his mugshot out isn't going to help. Um, yeah, I don't think it's supposed to. So you know the president, the former president, was indicted the other day over alleged hush money payments. He is in New York now. He left Florida and his Mar-a-Lago estate this afternoon. He has landed in Florida. There was the uh, the big motorcade. Obviously, he still has Secret Service protection, as all presidents should. So there was the big motorcade to his uh, Trump Tower apartment. Tomorrow he is expected to turn himself in voluntarily. The uh, the arraignment will happen. He will be he will be f- arraigned, fingerprinted, and photographed. Um, the attorney who said that the, his mugshot should not be public did say that um, she isn't opposed to cameras in the courtroom. And I think I, I'm a fan of cameras in the courtroom for, you know, for high-profile trials. Because if you're able to watch it yourself and see the footage yourself, there's very little reason or excuse to say, I'm not getting the full story. I'm getting it watered down through a couple different sources. Uh, the reporter is sending it to the newsroom, and the newsroom is writing it up this way or that, or whatever. There's, if you're watching it yourself, unless you are delusional, you have to believe what you see. And in a court of law, I, you know, I would imagine you, you should believe what you see because it's, it's right there. Um, now, his attorney, one of, one of the former president's attorneys, Alina Haba is her name. Um, she says the mugshot should stay private. That's it. Uh, she said, quote, I like transparency. I think that in certain situations it's a good thing. I do have a problem with leaking the pictures. I think that because we're in a campaign, because he's a leading GOP candidate, it's not going to help anything. Um, she was pressed on the topic, and she said, mugshots are for people so that you recognize who they are. He's the most recognized face in the world, let alone in the country right now, so there's no need for that. There's no need for the theatrics. End quote. I disagree. 
I know in New York, usually mugshots are not public record. I think because of the historic nature of this, there what's what theatrics are there? You know, the the theatrics are he's turning himself in to be arraigned, fingerprinted, and photo uh, photographed because of alleged crimes. The theater is already going. The curtain is up. The actors are on stage. Put the poster in the lobby. You know, I am afraid that it will do, you know, it's not going to be used in the right way. I'm sure there will be T-shirts and posters and memes on both sides of the aisles from his supporters and his detractors. But I have no problem with the mugshot being released. And you know what? As Sammy Davis Jr. used to sing on the Beretta theme song, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And part of the time is, hey, public scrutiny. That's that's the way it goes. We got to do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. All right, so tomorrow's a big day. We will learn everything that is in the indictment, all the counts, uh, supposedly... 30 counts, maybe a couple more in the indictment against uh, Donald Trump. We'll find out all about that tomorrow. We will also see if they do, in fact, release the mugshot. Uh, his attorneys are hoping not, saying it's not going to help the campaign. It's not supposed to help the campaign, uh, I don't think. No, I know. It's not supposed to help your campaign. You, you're being indicted for crimes. Now, it's America. He is presumed innocent until proven guilty, but he's still being indicted just like anybody else. But unlike anybody else, he's a former president. This is a historic moment in this country, and I think it would do some people good to actually see the mugshot. On the other side of the news, maybe you watched the NCAA Women's Championship game yesterday. You saw the end, LSU coming out on top, but not without some controversy. We will talk about that and so much more. But right now, it's time to go to the WTMJ 24-hour newsroom. That's where Jessica Gatso is ready to go. Happy birthday to you, and I hope you have many more. I've never heard some of these uh, birthday songs, Tommy. You're, uh, you're going back. I like it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I look for the, the unique ones, you know? Yeah, this is nice and jazzy. Just Cap Calloway? No. I have no idea. I don't know who it is. It sounds great. Uh, it's Brian Noonan. It's WTMJ Nights. That's Tommy, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. You know how that works. You call in. Maybe you want to answer the text question of the night. We're not telling you what to do. We're just giving you options. Um, the Brewers dominated 10 nothing over the Mets today in the home opener. What are your predictions for the team? Uh, did you watch any of the final four, uh, the women's Final Four over the weekend? For the first time in my life, I watched all the games for the women's Final Four the, over the weekend. I watched the championship game. I, I, the second half of the championship game. I didn't see the other ones. Um, but people have been talking about it. And I turned it on, and LSU taking on Iowa, and Caitlin Clark is, you know, the phenom. And LSU's got a lot of big 
A lot of big talent. Angel Reese is uh, the one that we will focus on because she is at the eye of another social media storm. Because, like, male athletes talk smack to each other all the time. Um, you know, you would see every every great athlete on the floor is a vicious competitor. And will do anything they can to get in the, their opponents' heads. They will uh, talk smack. They will remember uh, Tebe Macumbo with the no, no, no. Anytime somebody would try to uh, take a shot and he'd block it. There's all kinds of things. Somehow, I think, in this country, we have another standard for young ladies. And we think they should, you know, maybe be, a, they should be a little more refined and cultured when they're on the field or the court but they're not they're not gross like men so they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't participate in that and i don't know where you've been but uh, that's not the case because a top tier athlete is a top tier athlete and i don't uh, i don't care if they're men or women and i honestly really do not care about their race which seems to be where some of the controversy is coming from. And if you didn't see the game and you haven't heard people talking about it today, basically what happened is Angel Reese is a star for LSU. The game was coming down to the final minutes. Uh, Caitlin Clark is a star for the Iowa Hawkeyes. She had been having an unbelievable tournament. Uh, she has surpassed Cheryl Swopes in a number of records. Unbelievably great player. She had the best uh, the LSU tournament coach ever called for her a female. generational player. Yes, she had the best female women's tournament ever. Ever. Unbelievable. The, the, the kid can play. Well, Angel Reese, toward the end of the game, did the... And this is how, I, this is how it's described in all the stories. And I forgot that it came from John Cena in the WWE, uh, where he waves his hand in front of his face and it means you can't see me. So she did that toward Caitlin Clark, and then she tapped on her ring finger, as if to say, this is where the ring is going to go. And I saw it. Tommy, I'm sure you saw it. We were all watching the game. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, a little taunting. That's okay. A little flex. Not a big deal. Clark didn't react to it. Turns out... She didn't react to it because Caitlin Clark had done it against uh, South Carolina. Yep. So, again, I don't care that they did it because that's what, that's what athletes do in the moment. Well, then it started. You had people all over social media saying all kinds of horrible things about Angel Reese. Uh, you know people who I will not name because they don't deserve to be named, um, saying that she was an idiot, she was classless, she was a thug. They were starting to use a lot of, mm, lot of buzzwords for a different feeling. You know, she's acting thuggish, thuggish, she's acting this, she's acting that, she's no class, she's an idiot. It was, it was un, unrelenting. And then they went to the post-game press conference, and Angel addressed it all. She sounded like this. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, 
I don't, yeah, yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that's going to speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. Yeah, and she did help grow women's, ba women's basketball, especially at LSU, where this is their first national title. So congratulations to the Tigers. Uh, she also, you know, this, this championship game, it was almost impossible to get a ticket. The place was sold out. Uh, there was a lot of buzz around the women's tournament. Uh, that, that is a testament to how far women's basketball and women's sports in general have come. Uh, it was it was a terrific game. LSU scored 102 points. Usually, you think of women's games or college games in general, they're not scoring that many points. Um, Caitlin Clark had an unbelievable tournament, and when they asked her about the "you can't see me" and the ring pointing, she was like, "This is her quote: I was just trying to get to the handshake line and shake hands and be grateful that my team was in this position." All the credit in the world to LSU. They were tremendous. They deserve it. They had a tremendous season. Uh, Kim Mulkey coached them so well. She's one of the best basketball coaches of all times, and it shows. So neither of the players had an issue with it. The coaches didn't have a, an issue with it. I'm wondering why the public has an issue with it. Now, I mentioned earlier, maybe it's as easy as well, we don't like it when young women act that way, which is a very outmoded, outdated, and dumb way to think. Because guess what, people who think that way? Young ladies do talk like that. Young ladies are as competitive as anybody else. And in the heat of, in the heat of battle, that's it. They're, they're going to do what they want to do. And it's fine. I hate to... I. <sighs> I hate to bring this up because I I can't believe we're going to get into a racial component during a basketball tournament. But do you think that that, let's be honest, do you think that there is a racial component to the complaints about Angel Reese? It's hard not to think that when Caitlin Clark did the exact same thing a night before, or two nights before in the Elite Eight game, and nobody said a word. What do you think's happening? 855-616-1620. It's the old National Bank talking text line. We'll talk about this a little more after this. WTMJ Nights. This is WTMJ Nights. Ryan Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Feels like I should have a jug of moonshine sitting on the porch. Big chaw spitting into a spitting into a little bucket. This is this is for the Irishman. That is very nice. I can hear the Bauron in there. The fiddle. 
Now I just want to sit by a fire and pour me a Guinness. Or that uh, aforementioned jug of moonshine. Who knows? A uh, couple of texts coming in on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620, uh, about... The Brewers, because our text question of the night is, the Brewers dominated the Mets today in their home opener. What are your predictions for the team? Doug says, with the starting pitching, three of them Cy Young contenders and these are and these rookies, I see 90 wins. Nice. 90 wins. Uh, Jeff, though, says, I don't think the Brewers will go any further than the first round of the playoffs until Atnazio uh, spends more money on the team. It also doesn't help when they start acting like they won the World Series when all they've done is made the playoffs. There is a frustrated fan. Uh, and listen, any every sports fan is basically a frustrated fan. You get brief glimmers of hope, and then sometimes you get a small dose of joy. You know, when the Bucks won, won it all, that's your, that's your big dose of joy. And they keep giving us, they keep giving us, more joy, little bits of, you know, more hope, maybe a little more joy coming down the road. But, you know, sports sports in general uh, leads to frustration and heartbreak. Somebody, Tommy, you said somebody called, but they didn't want to stay on the line. Yes, so the, the sorry, I had to put someone on hold real quick. There That's was a right. proposal of does it matter that one action occurred during the game, and one action occurred after the game. That is the proposal, because Caitlin Clark did the You Can't See Me during a game, and Angel Reese did hers after the game. Now, Angel Reese did it as the game was still going on. It was winding down. It was obviously out of, out of reach for Iowa. Um, but no, I don't, see, I don't see any difference. And if you miss it, we're talking about Angel Reese doing the uh, John Cena, you can't see me, hand wag in front of her face, and then pointing to her ring finger. Um, Caitlin Clark had done it against South Carolina. In another quote, Angel Reese said, hey, she disrespected uh, my friends at uh, South Carolina. Those are my SEC sisters, and you can't disrespect them. And there were no words, and Caitlin Clark either ignored it, didn't see it, didn't care about it, maybe all of the above. So I think there are two double standards going on here, and one is easy for us to address, right? One, it's like, well, we we don't mind when male athletes do that because that's just in the heat of battle. That's the spirit of competition. But somehow, if we see female athletes do it, it's a little unsettling for some people. And that is a that is an unbelievable double standard. It is an unsustainable way to think. If you are playing at the highest levels of sports, you made it there by being a fiercely competitive human being. And you made it there by having a ton of talent. And both those players, Caitlin Clark from Iowa and uh, Angel Reese from LSU, great players, no doubt about it. Caitlin Clark, phenomenal player. Happens to be a white woman from Iowa. Angel Reese, African-American woman from the South. That's the double standard that I think is harder for us to talk about. It's one we don't want to talk about and really shouldn't have to talk about when it, came, when it comes to sports. 
Um, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Glenn's in Two Rivers. Hi, Glenn. Hello. Yeah, uh, I was telling your, your guy uh, uh, that I think you're being uh, dishonest and intellectually dishonest about what happened and... Uh, well, oh, hold on! How am I being? How am I being dishonest and intellectually dishonest? Because uh, you're comparing apples to oranges with what happened. Um, Clark did not direct the gesture directly at a player like Reese did. She, she did it direct it directly, directly at a player. player. She directed it and told that player the game is over. Shut up! That's what Caitlin Clark did. But nobody made a big well, stink about it, that. And she didn't do it. She didn't do it directly towards a, a player. But, sure. uh, Reed oh, did all right. Uh, but you know, Glenn, putting that point aside, my Glenn, my other point is you're the one who's 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 is defining this double standard. You know, we're always making. You don't think there's a double standard, Glenn? All the time. Yeah, I think there's a double. I'm standard. sorry, I missed what you said there. Black. I don't think the black. I don't think the black community is held responsible. If we're going to talk. I just dropped that one. So wait, what? Why is all right? We, Glenn, I'm not gonna. That's I'm not let you go. Gonna let you go on a. Uh, yeah, a I just figured tirade. might as well like just let's get ahead of that one. So yeah, here's the deal. Uh, this is there is a double standard, and there's buzzwords when they say she was acting thuggish and she was uh, acting classless and she was acting like an idiot. Uh, yeah, come on, none of those, none of those terms, and. I don't have a problem with Caitlin, Caitlin Clark, what she did either. But she did direct it at somebody. She did tell another player on South Carolina to shut up because the game was over. So let's, uh, let's not throw intellectually dishonest labels at people and then come on and paint with a broad brush a very false narrative. There is a double standard. If you don't want to admit it, that's fine. But don't, you know, don't come on and say that there isn't one and anybody who points it out is being dishonest because that's ridiculous. All right, we got to do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Sounds a little New Orleans. I've gotten a couple of texts saying, why do you ask for callers? And then if they don't agree with you, you hang up on them. First of all, I always welcome people who don't agree with me. But I do not have to let somebody go on a racist tear on the show. I'm not going to do it. You know, uh, he all of a sudden went from talking about one case to talking about all black people don't take responsibility. Guess what? I don't have any obligation to give him that platform and so I don't you can disagree with me all you want that makes good conversation it makes good debate but you know what if you if you get out of line you're gonna you're gonna go and that's what happened and that's so for um, Craig who sent a text and uh, 262 sent a text asking that question 262 kind of uh, a little snarky that's okay you know, I'm answering your text. And if you want to call in, 855-616-1620, that's the old National Bank talking text line. But just know, Tommy and I also have a responsibility for what goes on 
the air. And in the end, the caller is not held responsible. Tommy and I know the rules. We know what's supposed to be on. We welcome disagreement. We welcome dialogue and debate. What we don't welcome is racist tirades. I don't mean to speak for you, Tommy, but I did, you know, because that's what I do. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. <laughs> well, that's that's one way to end the hour. Uh, and then we're going to we're going to take a break. We're going to do some news after this, and then we're going to drive through the drive-through window. A lot more to come on WTMJ nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. my goodness. Yes, it is WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan here until 8 o'clock, and then it's Justin Garcia and Bucks Weekly. Oh, a lot of people upset that we uh, that we dropped cars. I don't know if you've ever listened to radio before, but that's all right, Tommy, because it's dinner time, and that means it's time to head on to the drive through window. Peanut butter, puppy chow, Blizzard. I gotta ask, did you use the sauce? Uh, so I'm not a big sauce person. Oh my gosh. Oh. I just didn't get it. It just seemed very run of the mill. You, get you toast, eat chicken okay. fries every and day chicken and you don't like chicken from Raisin Cane's? First of all, it's three days a week. It's okay. not every Sorry. day. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't had one of these. Have you guys tried the new blackened chicken sandwich at Popeye's? KFC in the news because they are adding chicken nuggets. I will call it nothing but Dunkin'. Yes, it is a drive-through window. A lot of man, a lot of fast food and food news coming out over the weekend. Um, did you enjoy any fast food since I've talked to you last, Tommy? Did you have any anything that piqued your interest? Uh, actually, funny you say that. I I don't know if it de- technically counts or not, but I did try Mad Chicken for the first time. And what is Mad Chicken? Uh, I, it's new restaurant somewhere up here. They have one. Um, the the closest one is on 27th Street by the hospital, 27th in Oklahoma, and I think there's one downtown somewhere, but I went to the one over there. And so is the chicken angry before they kill it? Is I don't it giving know. it more flavor? <laughs> it's, is that... called, it's called Mad Chicken. That's that's what I know about it. Okay. I've seen it on apps and whatnot all the time, and I was down by the stadium picking up some stuff from the team store, so I figured I'd swing around, try it, and it was very good. It was very good. Some of the best fries in the industry, I would say. Uh, it's like beer-battered waffle fries, so they're very good. I, yeah, I'm looking at a picture. Yes. The food looks, the food looks very good. Yes, but it doesn't have a drive through so I don't know if it's technically fast food, but it is a chain, okay. at least. All right, yeah, it's a chain. It look, looks very jazzy. Yeah, the uh, waffle fries look tasty. I see tots, or are those, cur- those are curds. Um, got some mac and cheese, some biscuits, some wings. Yep, got a grilled chicken sandwich with the fries and it was very tasty it's pretty good yeah all right so you would recommend i would yeah there's three uh one in greendale and two in milwaukee so that looks like it's there's only three locations oh wow i did not know that real food tastes better that's their slogan mad chicken 
All right, I'll have to try that. So you would re- you'd recommend it? Go to Mad Chicken, try that out. So you just had the grilled chicken sandwich. Were you on a health kick that day? I don't know. I was just feeling grilled chicken sandwich. And, you know, actually, they almost tried to talk me out of it. I don't know if that was from them <laughs> looking at me or not, but it was basically... <laughs> You know, oh, you know that's going to take longer. I was like, oh, yeah, you can. St- I'll wait. That's fine. <laughs> like I was, I was well, okay don't you with want that. Fried, sir. Right, you yeah. look like a guy who likes fried. <laughs> Why don't you get some fried? That's what I was thinking, right? So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had to like talk them into making me a grilled chicken sandwich instead of just ordering wow. it. Wow, wow, yeah. It, judging by the look of it, the big fries, the mac and cheese, the curds, all the stuff. Um, you know, it's nice that they have the grilled chicken option, but I'm guessing most people who are going to go to Mad Chicken are going to go with something uh, breaded and deep fried. But listen, it all looks it all looks good. It's tasty. It almost looks like they got some chicken poutine over there too. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it's that. Waffle fries. It's got um, it's got chopped up chicken fingers on there, and then it's got a uh, Tangy sauce, kind of, kind of the same color as a cane sauce. Yeah, it's called Mad Sauce, I believe. Mad sauce, I did sure. not, I did not have it, but I did see it. I didn't have any sauce. All right, well, yeah, this looks like poutine, so I'll have to check that out. I have to, and they have chicken and waffles. Holy cow! They do. They have them in Green Bay too. So. Oh, okay. There you go. It's open late too, so it's open till like two thirty or something. Three o'clock. Two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Looks like on this in this one picture they've got about uh, three, six. Somebody's got like eight sauces on their uh, tray. All right, that's good. Um, Jeff says my taste has returned after a now negative case of COVID. Uh, after I vote tomorrow, I'm going to Cops for a massive bacon double cheeseburger, onion rings, and a Mister Fudge custard. That's the flavor of the day tomorrow. I like that you were doing research, Jeff. That sounds that sounds good today. That sounds very very good. Cops got loyal people. They they know what's coming out each day. Yeah. Oh, it's, I do that if if we're gonna order something from Culver's, I always look at the flavor of the day. You know, see what it is. Uh, if I'm driving by, I always pay attention. Uh, speaking of which, nice segue. Culver's has a limited time menu item coming nationwide. It's the new cheesy smoky barbecue drizzled sandwich. Uh, it's set to be added to locations across the country in April. You can either get it as a burger or as a crispy chicken sandwich. Not a grilled chicken sandwich, Richard Simmons. Are you are you judging me? No, I'm just I'm just, just a little bit. Eh, maybe a little. But uh, listen, here's the deal: if you're going to order the um, smokehouse barbecue cheddar, you might as well go fried. No, I get listen. I get grilled chicken sandwiches and grilled grilled fish tacos and stuff. I, you know, there's a time and a place for deep frying, and there's a time and a place for grilled. I, I, I listen. I cast no aspersions on your dietary selections, Tommy. I, I eat grilled chicken. I eat fried I chicken. It's all good. I know. Listen, don't. Oh, please, don't, don't get offended. I'll I just drop. I'll just drop myself. It's all right. <laughs> Wait a minute, are we disagreeing on something? You can move on. Uh, uh, you can so it comes, it's got new sweet, sweet and smoky barbecue sauce, layers of sharp cheddar cheese, onion rings, pickles, signature mayo, and then it's on the bun, it has chunks of cheddar cheese baked throughout. The bun has cheddar cheese baked throughout. Man, so it's gonna go through from April 10th through June 11th or while supplies last. At Culver's, that sounds, that almost sounds like too much on a sandwich. A little bit. 
I'm not going to lie to you. Some Sometimes restaurants, not just Culver's, but restaurants in an uh, effort to outdo each other, will say, let's just put all of this stuff on there. Now, I, I'm, I'm also going to be honest. I only like barbecue sauce on barbecue. I don't like barbecue sauce on a hamburger. Uh, I love barbecue sauce on pork. I guess uh, chicken. Um, but even like not on wings. Like, it, I don't like uh, I don't like barbecue wings. I don't like barbecue sauce on all that stuff. But everybody everybody else seems to like it. That's why all these restaurants keep putting it on things. But so be looking for that if you're going to Culver's. You want to uh, you want to chow down. All right. Have you ever been, Tommy, to a place, or maybe uh, maybe you've been to one, a place that has a secret menu? If you have, uh, have you taken advantage of it? 855-616-1620. We always love talking food here on the show, and that's the old National Bank Talk text line. Jump in. If maybe you've been to a new place, a place we haven't uh, talked about, and you discovered something that you would like to share with everyone, that you you had this... This sandwich or this platter or this wrap or whatever it was, and you're like, man, we gotta, I gotta tell everybody about it. I've never been, I've never been a secret menu aficionado. You know, I've heard, I heard for years when we lived in California, oh, uh, In and Out has a secret menu, or this restaurant has a secret menu, or another restaurant has a secret. Menu. Have you ever had anything off a secret menu, Tommy? So definitely, again remember when i used to be in tune more with that secret menu item stuff the only thing i can remember is starbucks having a frappuccino that was not on the menu that i remember getting i think it was Crunchberry. it was called it's like i forget what was in it but yeah ask for a Crunchberry frappuccino a Crunchberry frappuccino it definitely was a secret menu item i remember that all right i first of all where where do people they're secret. Where do people find out about these secret menus? I, I've heard of them. I've never seen a secret menu. I wouldn't know what to ask about a secret menu. Do you get hired and have to prep for the secret menu orders? I worked in one fast food place growing up. I worked at a Long John Silver's. We did not have a secret menu. Everything went in the oil. Everything. You want something at Long John Silver's? It's deep fried. Did it taste delicious? You bet it did. Uh, but we didn't have a secret menu. Nobody could come in and go, hey, uh, you know what I'd like? I'd like a grilled fish sandwich, which sounds good. I love a grilled fish sandwich. We didn't have a grill. I would say, all right, I'll get you a grilled fish sandwich right out of the fryer. That's how it's going to be. That's all we had. We had a steam table for the corn on the cob, and we had a fryer. Steam cod sandwich. No, steamed corn sandwich. Did no, I say I, cod? no, I no. Corn. You said corn, but I, oh, okay. I was saying ordering it steamed. <laughs> Ooh, oh my God, that would be awful. Instead of yeah, instead of fried. A steamed cod sandwich. <laughs> Ew. Those were in the days too at Long John Silver's. And I don't know how many Long John Silver's are around anymore. Uh, when people would come in and just order extra crunchies. That's just the batter that had fallen off the fish or the chicken, oh. and they'd be, you know, this was back in the day when we would cook it and we'd throw it up on the uh, in the window, that was usually covered. It was it was hard to see through because there's a lot of oil on it, and um, people would just want you to scrape the extra crunchies off. And I got to be honest, those uh, those crunchies tasted pretty good. The reason I bring this up is there is another secret menu to a place I like 
I will share it with you, and you share all your dining secrets with us at 855-616-1620. The drive through window is open on WTMJ Nights. Wow. Is this what it was like in your classroom today? <laughs> no, we're on spring break. This is uh, Alfalfa. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have never been um, serenaded by Alfalfa before. It's touching, Tommy. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, I, I, so went in, much. I went in to look for these, like I said. I was looking for good ones. You, uh, I don't know where you're digging these up, but uh, that is amazing. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. And, oh, my goodness, the things that you read on the text line, people showing their true colors. It's lovely. We were talking about, in the drive through window segment, that about secret menus. Five Guys has a secret menu. I'm going to tell I love Five Guys. I think they make a terrific hamburger. Um, but I've never known them. To have a secret menu. Well, here are some things. If you are ever going to a, do you like Five Guys, Tommy? Have you ever been to one? Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of expensive, but it's delicious. Yes, it's not an every. It's it's. I wouldn't say it's a special occasion uh, meal. Like <laughs> we'll only go there on our anniversary, right? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> More, you got yeah, like, not ready. It, right, it's not an all the time thing. Uh, but you're paying for quality, I guess. Um, everywhere's expensive. I paid $7 for a Whopper yesterday. Just a Whopper. $7. That seems excessive. It's a lot. That it, yes, but I was starving. $7. No fries, no nothing, no tomatoes. Well, that was my choice. But still, $7. But uh, I love Five Guys Fries, too, and I like that you can pick all your toppings. They have toppings that other places don't have. Just, uh, just delicious. You can get a burger bowl now. This may, this may be if you're cutting carbs, you can just get your burger patty and all the fixings without the bun, which always sounds good, doesn't it? It's like, oh yeah, I'm, a, you know, I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get my burger bowl without the bun. But then you get cheese and you get all this other stuff, and it's like, eh, how many carbs is the bun actually gonna give you? But that's there. You can do that. The uh, artery annihilator. How's that sound to you, Tommy? <laughs> What's the point of just like ordering that in a bowl as opposed to on a burger? Uh, well, no, the artery annihilator is not in a bowl. Oh. I guess you could make the artery annihilator right. a bowl. That's what I was thinking. Like, if you're getting something ordered called the artery annihilator, just go all in on it. Yeah. Oh, you have to, because what the artery annihilator is is a bacon cheeseburger, and then they have a hot dog. They cut a hot dog in half and put it right on top of there. Nice. That sounds good. Uh, well done fries, they say. That doesn't really seem like a secret menu item. That's just an, a thing a lot of people ask for anyway. They will make a patty melt for you, if you ask, on their secret menu. They also will make a sloppy joe at Five Guys, allegedly. Uh, you order a burger with no cheese. Then you add grilled peppers and onions, ketchup, and barbecue sauce. Then I guess you just mash it up by yourself, or maybe you make that into a bowl. And you just stir it all around. Last time I went there, I got a lettuce wrapped, and I really enjoyed it because I 
you know, you get a nice like crunch with it, but yeah. it doesn't stick nicely to the burger ever. And that's all lettuce wraps. So we got to come up with like a tightly wound lettuce wrap routine so that like we can. Like some sort of all natural Velcro that well, will adhere right. to the Edible burger. Edible Velcro so that you Edible can just bite Velcro. it and it doesn't fall apart by the end of it. At, uh, uh, oh, what was he making in Christmas Vacation? Uh, the oh, the cereal varnish, a, a non-something cereal varnish. You get the double-double dupe. I've never had a lettuce wrap, now that I'm thinking about what you said. I do imagine it's sliding. I've had burgers with, you know, when you have big leaf lettuce on a burger mm-hmm. or any kind of sandwich, that causes it to slide. Maybe that's it. I'm a fan of them. I, I really do enjoy them. I, there is like a crunch when you got really good fresh lettuce around it that adds to it. And, so is uh, the inside just your burger and your regular toppings? Yep, yep. You literally, And then you go, instead of the bun, you're doing a lettuce wrap. Yeah, imagine it like a tortilla, but it's lettuce. Yeah. Huh. All right, that's interesting. I'll have to try it, but I can't try it now because i got to do this because we we got to do a little business on WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. One last thing in the drive-thru window. Popeyes is getting a bad rap in uh, Florida. A couple locations, people are going there and saying that they're closing early. One restaurant was closed at 4 p.m. With no, you know, it wasn't like they ran out of uh, food. There was nothing. They just were telling people they weren't letting them in, that they were closed. Uh, so... This this one this one guy went, and he had been there a couple times, and this had happened. So he finally decided he was going to post this on TikTok, which is where all the news is posted. I'm guessing, and then all of a sudden he put his review on Yelp, and once it was on Yelp, all these other people started saying, "Yeah, this happens all the time." I've only been there was once at a Popeyes near my mom's house that I went and it was about five o'clock and they were closed. Now this but this was like right toward the end of the pandemic. So I thought, well maybe it was just that they were out of stuff. You know, they'd run out of chicken or they couldn't get or people weren't coming into work and so they didn't have anybody to make the chicken after a certain time. So they closed. But that seems odd. But it's uh, it's all over. It's all over Florida. Not uh, not so much here. All right. Since uh, Donald Trump was in the new is in the news, we were going back to the secret menu at Five Guys. You could get a presidential burger. It's a cheeseburger with lettuce, tomato, jalapeno peppers, and mustard. Now, I don't think former President Trump would order this because this was the burger that uh, former President Obama ordered when he went to Five Guys. So there you go. On the other side of the news, we'll have a little theater review, uh, some people doing good deeds, and a lot more. But right now, it's 7.30. We go to the WTMJ 24-hour newsroom. That's where Jessica Gatso is ready to roll. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Out on the town looking for something to do. Always. Another year older, so don't go getting the blues. Too late, my friend. Too late. But yes, I am another year older. Thank you, Tommy, for the lovely birthday bumps tonight and um, reminding everyone it is just another year around the sun. Here we go. Uh, I just 
a lot of people are on spring break. If your kids are uh, your kids are off, maybe you're looking to do something. Maybe you're going away for a couple days for Easter. Maybe you're not going too far. Just heading down to Chicago. You're going to be looking for something to do. I uh, just wanted to give you a little recommendation. I was able to go see a, a show the other night, a Broadway in Chicago production of a show that's been around for a long time, but it is it is back in town until April 14th. The Book of Mormon. Uh, have you ever have you ever seen this or heard of it, Tommy? I have not. The Book of Mormon was written by the guys who uh, created South Park. So, as you can imagine, it is not a production for the squeamish, not a production for the easily offended, not a production for. Uh, I'm guessing if you're a devout Mormon, probably not a show for you. But if you like the humor of South Park. Trey Stone and uh, or Trey Trey Walker Bad Stone, um, you I think will really enjoy this. It is very funny. It's actually the show that um, Josh Gad, who is now Olaf and Frozen and all that, he originated the part of one of the missionaries on Broadway. Uh, it is so Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Robert Lopez wrote the words and the music. And if you go South Park writing the music, yes, they've they won an Academy or they were nominated for an Academy Award for a couple of their songs from uh, the movie South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. So these guys have a history of this. The uh, the Book of Mormon follows. It explains it to be. It kind of explains in a very mm, mock, eh, mocking. Uh, sarcastic way how Mormonism came to be and that all young Mormons at a certain after a certain age go on a mission and they go for a two-year mission to spread the word and so this follows the exploits of um, Elder Cunningham and Elder Price who think you know Elder Pri Elder Price is the hot shot when it comes to the missionary training you know everybody wants to go with elder price well elder price gets teamed with elder cunningham who is not the the brightest bulb in the marquee and elder price really wanted oh man all he really wanted to do was go to do his mission in orlando and that's a running joke throughout he just wanted to go to orlando they end up going to uganda and uh, from there Things just get wild because there are some missionaries already there, and uh, it's not going well for them in Uganda. Then all of a sudden, uh, Elder Price has some issues. Elder Cunningham takes over and begins to weave a tale to try to convince the locals that uh, they should become Mormons. The songs are great. The first act. The first act is really laying out the whole thing. By the time you get to the second act, they're already there. Everybody's uh, everybody's in. We know what's going to happen, and now we get to see what Elder Cunningham is doing to get uh, to get everybody to convert, and the tales that he's telling, and some of them are doozies, and the people are buying them, and uh, at one point. He has, uh, Elder Price has a, a fevered Mormon hell dream where he's having a crisis of conscience and he's in hell and the devil and everybody's dead. It's, it's wildly hilarious. 
Um, then the villagers, when the elders from the church come over to congratulate the missionaries in Uganda for signing up so many new converts, the villagers put on a presentation based on all of the teachings that they have learned about Mormonism. And, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say it's a lot of fun. If you like irreverent humor, if you're not a, uh, a prude, if you can handle uh, some strong language, then Book of Mormon is for you. Now, I, you know, I mentioned if you're going away with your family or something, um, you'll, of course, be the judge of when your children can hear this. I would say senior in high school, maybe, and above. That's, that's it. I would not take anybody younger than that to see this show. Um, but if you have a certain sense of humor, I definitely 100% recommend going to check out the Book of Mormon. It's uh, at the Cadillac Palace Theater. If you're in Chicago, you can get tickets through broadwayinchicago.com. You can uh, see what else is coming up soon but book of mormon only running through the 14th of april so if you are looking to do it get there now if you're of the right mindset you will have a wonderful wonderful time all right yeah tommy it's it do you like south park i i, I enjoy it yeah i don't keep up with it so i'm oh, not either i'm not very good at you know the references and whatnot but yeah i always have a good time whenever i watch the show yeah, I don't keep. I don't keep up with it. You know, it's been on for what seventy two years. I think they've made a lot of money on that show. Yep, they've been they up have for a made while. A ton of money. It's a genius show. Yeah, and the fact that they do it, you know, weekly, so that everything is fresh. You know, all the jokes, all the references are basically straight out of the news. It's like an animated weekend update. You know, right? But they wrote this, and it was a big deal when it opened. Originally, and I saw it years ago on the first the first time it left Broadway and went on tour, and had the was excited to see it again, and it has not lost it has not lost any of the bite, because these guys, you know, they grew up around Mormonism. They, I'm guessing, just from the tone of the play, they didn't really care for it much, but. Man, oh man, it is crazy fun. Like, I have a, I have a good and twisted sense of humor. But even even I, a couple times, like, oh man, I can't believe they said that. But not to the point where I'd go, I've had enough. I've got to grab my pearls and run out of the theater. Uh, I'm having some, I'm having some trouble. I'm hoping maybe Tommy, you can help me, or somebody who's listening can help me. Uh, famous last words. Anytime around the house, how hard can it be? Well, we'll find out after this on WTMJ Nights. What are you? What are you putting on the air? Figure that fit pretty well after the South Park thing, right there. Yes, too, right? it's perfect. That should be in Book of Mormon. Um, I'm on spring break from school today. I was downstairs trying to uh, fix my toilet. Now you don't have to. 
you you're still living at home, Tommy. Do you ever ha- try to tackle any do-it-yourself projects around the house? I actually could change a toilet if you asked me to, because it's not that hard with the screws, you know, at the bottom. Right. But other than that, no, I I don't do a lot of different. All I right, then let me ask you store, this: since but... you seem to you you have some toilet expertise, I'm trying to change out the the float, the ball cock, uh, with the the thing, and everything's fine. Sure. Uh, I got the old one out. The problem is. When they went to plastic uh, screws, like bolts, nuts and bolts, right. uh, plastic ones, sometimes the tread gets stripped because it's plastic. Mm-hmm. So I went to take off, you know, the, there's the big thing, there's the fill line and all that. All that's out. Everything's out. The, the tank is bone dry. Everything's good. I disconnected the water. Everything, fine. I'm like, oh, man, I, I got this. My wife was going to be so proud as I proved my prowess with plumbing. As you do. As one does when they're, you know, when they're in a home with some ladies, you got to prove it every day. Maybe you got to prove it. I don't know who you're in a home with. Prove it to anybody you live with. Doesn't matter to me. Problem is, I'm at a point now where I can't get the, I don't know what you call it, the the stuff that goes through the the tank, the final screw, uh, the plastic is stripped, so I can't get the bolt, the nut, the plastic nut off the treads, mm, mm-hmm. the last thing. And, of course, the new equipment doesn't fit that spot on the, on the bottom of the tank. Sure. It came with its own stuff. So I'm, I'm, at, a, I'm at a loss because... I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to have to cut this or what I'm going to do to get this, plastic, this piece of cheap plastic out of there. Well, I am not going to give you hardware advice because I don't want to blow up your house on accident. Um, yeah. So that's that's my advice. What would you it. have said if you did want to blow my house um, up? Yeah, cut it. Do it right away. Do it right now. But um, <laughs> I, I, you should talk to David Nason, the, the Fix-It Show. He, he helps a lot of people out here with stuff like that. I'm sure he does. That's but that's Saturday. Oh well, I mean, shoot him a text is what I'm saying. Well, I could do that. I don't want to bother him at home with my toilet issues. <laughs> okay, that's my advice. That's no, what that's I got. good advice. I'm not poo-pooing. Uh, no pun intended. Poo-pooing. That advice. Nice. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, you know, I. But this should be. See, this is uh, maybe. Uh, you know, Justin's going to join us. Maybe you can. Uh, you feel the same way. Something that you thought would be so easy when it came to fixing at your house. And once you started it, you were like, oh, no, this is not easy at all. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. Don't leave me hanging. Don't make me feel like I'm the only one who's having trouble with this. I thought maybe WD-40, but it's not stuck. It's the plastic, uh, the plastic grooves are mashed. I don't know. All I did was unscrew the water supply, so I know that's not that didn't do it, because that all came off. And then I'm always confused when it's you know I'm used to righty tighty lefty loosey, but sometimes on these toilet things everything's backwards because you're doing some reverse threading. I oh man, but I do look like I've uh, you know I got uh, dirt grime that won't come out under my fingernails. I look like I, I look like I've been earning an honest day's pay, Tommy. Which, As one does. Well, according to most of us. These hands don't get dirty doing radio. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> wow. Uh, from 920, he's got, he's got a solution. I don't know if I could ask my... <laughs> says, well, my toilet's down because I live out in the country. I have the old lady go out and stand on the edge of the deck. Hang out of the handrail. She's not real happy with me. Um, yeah, thankfully this is the the bathroom in the basement, so I don't have to. I don't at this point have to resort to having uh, the old lady go out and hang hang pork over the uh, the deck. But we'll see. That may. I hope it doesn't come to that. I think tomorrow I'm just going to get a saw and saw it off. From the you know from underneath the tank because I've got it loosened to a point where now everything's just spinning and I'm down there with two wrenches you know going the best I can rip it and, out uh, pliers maybe first well I'm there I, well, I could use a pliers but I can't get can't get a good angle with the pliers oh okay I'm getting a better I'm getting a good I've got gripping the two pieces isn't the problem it's that they don't want to move. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't know if uh, I'll spray something on there. I got some WD forty. Maybe that'll help. But if not, maybe I just start whacking on it with a hammer. Impact maintenance. That's my go-to. We'll ask Justin. He knows a lot of stuff. Right. Maybe he knows how to. Maybe he knows how to disconnect some plastic uh, pieces that are fused together. So we'll ask him. We'll ask him after this. Why not? It's WTMJ nights. Well, well, Tommy, thank you so much for uh, making this a a memorable birthday show on so many levels. I th- I don't think either one of us will forget some of the things that have happened tonight. None. Uh, so the things we've read and seen. Uh, I'm getting. I was talking about having problems with my toilet, trying to get it fixed. Uh, people, people, very kind with their uh, suggestions. Somebody telling me to add fire and melt it, and another uh, person from the nine two zero telling me to just get some KY, share my KY jelly, and uh, smear it on there. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Justin Garcia is joining us as he does because uh, you know he's trying to rescue everybody. Justin, do you do a lot of do-it-yourself stuff? Well, with. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke well, in there home somewhere. repairs, I guess. Do you do, yeah, not wow. not other things. Wow. Do, you, do you do home um, repair? Thanks a lot, Tommy. Uh, no, I don't uh, do home repair. My uh, Both my parents are very handy. They did not pass that down to me. Um, so, yeah, I uh, if I ever do become a homeowner, I'm essentially screwed. That's really the biggest uh, reason why, one of the bigger reasons why I've avoided purchasing a home. It does. It is a daunting thing when you realize, oh boy, there's nobody I can call to do this uh, without paying them. So I kind of have to. I kind of have to do it myself. And I am, I am always like, there's certain things I won't mess with. Electricity, I don't mess with it. Yeah, uh, I call somebody, uh, even if it's changing a light bulb. I'm not going to bother well, with I mean, it. That seems... I would. I would put that in there too. I'm not messing with that. I know. Like you can find how to do anything. On YouTube, but how much do you trust it? And with cars, especially, yes, I was, I was the, fortunate. The newer cars too. No, no. Yeah, shot. no. I just take it right to the dealer. I was fortunate. My dad was a pretty big car guy, so I had a lot of really crappy cars when I was a teenager. He knew how to fix <laughs> everything. But now that uh, I can afford newer cars, it's just yeah, I'll, I'll pay for this to be done. Oh yeah, you can't like I with with my old cars. 
they still had carburetors. So, like, I could use a pencil or a popsicle stick and open the fly and get the car to start, and you could, you know, you could kind of do some things on your own. Now everything's computerized. I'm not touching yeah. my car. It's computerized. You know, I'll put in washer fluid. Yeah. I know where the oil and stuff goes. I used but. to. That that was the extent of it. I used to change the oil. My dad, uh, the first car I had, taught me how to do it, and then I would change the oil every three thousand miles on all of the terrible cars that I had. I had a Pontiac six thousand, which I similar to what you were saying. I had to start it with a screwdriver. The <laughs> presets would reset every time you turned off the car. I had a, a Ford. What was it? A Ford is or a Ford Escort hatchback. That died like every five times I would use it. Taught me how to do all those things, and now you just can't do it with no, newer cars. Because every time you take it to a mechanic, the first thing they do is hook it up to some giant computer, right. like it's in war games, and oh, it's it read everything out. I'm like, okay, this is that's why you're a professional. Yeah, some things you got to pay for, but this was such a minor job, or this is such a minor job, and I've done it before that I was like, I this is not a problem. And then it's always like, it, it was moving along. I was like, this is real. I'm cooking now. I'm ready to go. And I got to the last well, thing. I'm like, oh, no. And, you know, for me, too, it's probably everything that, um, for cars specifically, dealerships love to hear. And even anybody else at home repair, they're like, great, this is the guy we want. But, like, when I take my car in, and let's say it's an oil change, they're like, oh, did you know you're due for an air filter change or something relatively easy as well? Like, yeah, whatever. Just yeah. just do it. You, you got it here. It's 10 minutes out of my day of not having to do it. I, I don't care. And if I talk with my dad, he's like, why, why did you do that? Like, why did you have them do that? It costs whatever, $70 to do it. You can buy it yourself for 20 and do it in 20 minutes. Like, well, that's 20 minutes. I don't have to figure out how yeah, to do this. Exactly. And if something, you know, like if, if a bolt won't come loose, they have ways to do it. If yes. you're, if you're halfway done in your driveway and you don't have the right, you know, torque wrench, it, it, then you're screwed. So Literally, I'll go. Yeah. I'll let them. Yeah, I'll let them do certain things. I know they're always trying to upsell you. Like I, I can put in my own air filter. I well, that, look at you. That I can. Uh, do. I don't need to pay you to do that. <laughs> oh, we do have to go. Holy cow! I didn't even look at the clock. I'm always having so much fun talking to Justin. Hey, thanks for thanks a lot, Tommy, uh, for everything. Thanks for listening. Thanks most of you for texting. And uh, have a great night. I'll talk to you again on Thursday. The news after this. WTMJ Nights.